Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, friends. I'm so beyond thrilled to share today's episode with you. My friend Patty Wells and I sat down for a very intriguing conversation about manifestation. This conversation was so good that I wanted to break it down into two parts. In this first part, you're going to get to know Patty and hear how she got into manifestation after having some judgy attitudes, uh, avoiding burnout as a creative, and overcoming some major imposter syndrome. So listen in as we open your eyes to the power of words, reflection, and manifestation. Welcome to Someplace for Everybody, where we talk about belonging and being a human in our bodies and living in and learning to love our bodies. I'm your host, Carly Someplace. This podcast is brought to you by Someplace Images, Boudoir for Everybody. You can see the full show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Now, let's change some self-perspectives. Hi, y'all. It's Carly Someplace, and I'm so incredibly excited to introduce you to my very dear friend and one of my current brand ambassadors, Miss Patty Wells. So besides being one of my brand ambassadors, uh, Patty is a writer. She recently went back to school in her, are you 40 yet, Patty? Oh, uh, I am 41. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought so. You were like, I'm going back to school in my 40s, and it's great. <laughs> Um, which I think is really cool. Um, and then Patty, I know you have a fantastic list of other things that you are besides a brand ambassador and writer. So introduce yourself to the people. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Patty. And besides being a brand ambassador and writer, I'm also a student. So I, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, I was a small business owner and um, my second career where I had the opportunity to learn on the job for two brilliant careers that I loved, um, but I'd never really been able to do what I wanted to do, which was go to school, go to college. I didn't get that opportunity after I graduated high school and um, write. And I thought, well, hey, I can just do it. And if it doesn't work out, I can go back to doing what I know how to do. Right. So <laughs> there was nothing holding you back at that point. <laughs> yeah. So I enrolled in college at 40 and I closed my business down, um, which was perfect timing because it was a transportation logistics business. And like now everything, it's like so hard to do transportation and logistics. We're running out of everything. And that's like the stress that I would have been dealing with. So right. it was perfect timing. I decided to uh, get an English degree and eventually an MFA and focus on my writing. And that has in the year that I've been doing it has gone wonderfully. I'm now a freelance writer, so I'm actually getting paid to write Yay! in a various... <laughs> 
that's like the ultimate thing you're like I I love this and also I get paid for it (laughs) yes it's great it's great and um I think the the greatest thing is that when the opportunities came or um you know I um someone presented me something or I heard about something oftentimes I'd have the imposter syndrome and be like "Eh, I'm brand new at this I shouldn't do it but I would just apply it's kind of like applying to be the brand ambassador I was like "Eh, I don't know if I could do this I'll just do it and see what happens, you know, um, right. and all of these opportunities have helped me grow, not only as a writer, but as a storyteller and as a person. So I've had the opportunity to um, like cover local events and help other people's story, share my own story, uh, be a public speaker, um, win like regional contests. And it's just, it's been a great experience. So that's, that's kind of what I do right now. <laughs> I love it. I honestly, I feel like that, like you could be a walking advertisement for like, this is what happens when you decide to follow your dreams after you've like done all the stuff. <laughs> like you did the stuff, you had successful things going and you were like, yeah, but what about what I want? And I think that that's really powerful. Like that's something that a lot of people really don't let themselves consider is like changing 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 big things like that and I think that it's it's really fantastic and I will say that like from an outside perspective I would never look at you and be like oh imposter syndrome which I totally get because at the same time like I have imposter syndrome all the freaking time all the time Um, but like everything that I look at you and what you're doing and you're like oh I submitted an article to this and I was considered for this and I got you know um I was on the long list of this and I won this and I'm like oh my gosh Patty go get it like (laughs) it's so cool to like just see you rise in all of these situations and I think that and you I was gonna say you would do it with at least from the outside it looks like such little hesitation and you're just like nope this is what I want and I'm going for it and it's like so powerful to watch I love watching that in other women and of course I know obviously almost all of us have a healthy dose of imposter syndrome because we're we're very much so taught to be I don't want to say small, but kind of, it's like, oh, you can do these things, but only if you do them in the correct order or things like that. And I, I'm, I'm really proud of you and everything that you've accomplished in the last year. It's been really cool to watch. (laughs) Thank you. I think the biggest thing is that like, I think a lot about manifestation and a lot of the things that I've been able to manifest in my life in the past few years. And I think a lot of people think manifestation is this like, like magic wand that you wave where you're like, I'm just going to have this stuff happen. And they don't realize that, that it also includes like overcoming fear and overcoming self-doubt and being okay with the fact that like the imposter is there, right? Like one of the biggest things that I worked on and I, I, you know, I went to coaches and I, you know, I did like actual work. It wasn't like, you know, they talk right. about shadow work. It wasn't like I was just like, oh, okay, oh yeah, I'm going to be thing, you know, I would like listen to that critic and be like, okay, well, that critic is there for a reason. How do I put that critic to work? What do I do with this imposter syndrome? Like, how do I use it to my benefit? Cause it's here, right? It's not, it's not, yeah, it's here. It's not going away. So like, how yeah. can you be a tool instead of a hindrance? Yeah. Which is a huge, yeah. I mean, but that's a huge step just to take it and look at, look at it that way. Um, which is, it cha- it's like a very big shift in perspective to be like, all right, if you're not going anywhere, like, how can I make you work? How can I do anything with this? And I think that 
I, I, you're so right though, about what people think about manifesting that like, when you're like, Oh, I manifested this for myself. People are like, "Mm -hmm, okay. Um, (laughs) and they were like, I just love, I love that when you met your partner, you're like, I manifested him. And I'm like, you did. (laughs) I know. And everyone's always like, you know, really? And I'm like, yeah, no, I said that I was going to meet someone organically and people were like, that doesn't happen anymore. And then I went into a restaurant and sat next to my life partner. (laughs) Exactly. And I just like, it's, it's honestly, it's crazy. And so, okay, (laughs) there's not many people that know this, (laughs) but I guess I'm going to say it publicly. So when I was in Bali with my friends a couple years ago, we actually, we were definitely like working on a lot of like manifestation and different things, like things like that. And my friend Amanda and I sat down and wrote out like everything that we would want in a partner. And I can tell you that Pate literally fits that pretty much to a T. <laughs> like everything that I would want. And there were a couple things that I was like, this would be nice, but like whatever, but like not essential. And like he, he's literally every single thing that I wrote down. And it's, it's kind of crazy and it's kind of amazing because I'm like, this is what I said I wanted. And then when I met him and when I, and when we started dating, I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so it's so great because you can do that with, you know, what you're looking for in a partner, what you're looking for out of your career. Once you feel like, once you actually put the work into figuring out what it is, when other things come along and they're not it, you can go, okay, well, this is close. This job is close, but it's not it. It, right. it doesn't check these boxes for me. Or right. it doesn't, you know, uh, this person is close, but they don't do this for me. And it's like, once you figure out what that is, it's much easier to get to where you're going right. because you have this, like, this idea of what you're actually, what you actually exactly. want, you know? Exactly. So my, my previous boyfriend, it's funny that you say that my previous boyfriend, I was like, okay, like he checks a lot of these boxes and, and we dated for like eight and a half, nine months. And when we broke up, like I was upset, but I wasn't like, but everybody's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, because I knew he wasn't the one. Like I had a great time with him and I was sad like because he was a very good friend and that's mm-hmm. like, and, and you know, and we had, you know, a great intimate connection as well and things like that. But like at the same time, like I knew that it wasn't him. I knew uh, there were a lot of things that he did that I was like, this is so much better than past relationships, but like, is this forever? And the answer in my head was no. And so like, and it was like, it was, it was a weird breakup because I kind of broke up with him, but he also kind of broke up with me at the same time. And it was more of, he just cut me out where I was like, hi, this isn't working for me. Can we talk about it? And he said, no. So I was like, okay, well, (laughs) I I saw that coming, (laughs) but it was, it was refreshing to like, especially after, after having like made that list of, of what I wanted in a partner to see most of it there, but know that it wasn't all of it and that I wasn't going to settle. And even though I was having a great time with him and enjoyed his company, it was okay that it wasn't going to be forever. And that at some point we would get to that point where it was no longer a thing. And I think that you're so right in, in the way of like manifesting that you're just, you're giving yourself like, these are the guidelines of what I want. And when you get to something and you're like, okay, this is, 
close, but it's not it. So, okay, I'm going to keep looking and I, or I'm going to keep working or I'm going to keep doing these things. And that is, it really manifesting is, I really say it's like more making promises to yourself to find those things and to, to dedicate yourself to finding those things instead of like making them magically appear. Yeah. And, and understanding like when you're talking about the person you were dating last and, you know, the almost job or the almost thing that it's okay to have grief that these things didn't meet all the boxes. Like last right. night I was like, I had a thought and I wrote it down and it was um, the reminder that there's so much beauty on the other side of grief, right? Like yes. grief is there to remind us that when we get to the other side of it, like we will have so much beauty on, on, like on the other side it's okay to let go of these things that aren't what we want and it's okay to hurt that they aren't what we want but to know that like what we want is out there right yes exactly and I think and it, it really is that like what we want is out there and like that is so (laughs) I don't want to be like a story about a different guy I was on dating apps for a really long time okay (laughs) girl me too (laughs) um (laughs) I was on dating apps for a really long time so and I I don't know if he listens to this I'm not gonna say his name but (laughs) I (laughs) he might I don't know I'm not sure we're still friends um so I matched with this guy on Bumble and he and I he had worked on cruise ships and so and I worked on cruise ships and I knew he worked for Norwegian because when I scrolled through his pictures on Bumble there was a photo of him wearing a Norwegian name tag which literally when you wear something on your clothing for two straight years you know exactly what it is like you don't even have to like double check you're like oh that's a Norwegian name tag with our little blue pins above it like I knew I was like oh my god he worked for Norwegian and so I was like looking at him and I was like do I know you do I like so I like then I go on Facebook we have 78 mutual friends oh my gosh that's a lot that's not a small amount of people (laughs) so I'm like okay we've definitely we've definitely worked on the same ships we've definitely whatever so we started talking and I was like what ships did you do and we start chatting back and forth we've done all the same ships just literally at different times like like have again 70 plus mutual friends like all of this other stuff he loves to travel he loves to do all this other stuff like we had great conversation and there was like definitely like flirting and things like that and I was trying to like figure out like hey like let's meet up and potentially go on a date while he was road tripping across the U.S. I was like let's go on a date um and so nothing ended up working out but I was like I mean I could fly to New Mexico and meet you there because you're gonna be there for a few days and I was like is that weird and he was like I mean if we'd met on ships and gone on a date we probably would have like had a first date in Honduras so like New Mexico's not that out there and I was like see this is the type of person that I need is somebody yeah. who's like who's like no you're not psycho for doing these extravagant in some other people's minds like ridiculous things because that's just who I am as a person and I travel all the time and doing things like that like making a side jaunt to go see somebody is like nothing new for me so I was like okay this is really cool and this is like really different and and I really like it and so and we chatted back and forth and he ended up in Florida and uh we just like it just never worked out but I was like I messaged him one day and I was like I just need you to know like the fact that you exist it like gets me one step closer to like knowing that there is somebody out there for me, even if it's not you, even if it's not whatever. I was like the fact that you exist and the fact that like you check most of these boxes and you are, you know, 
we have such a, a, a shared history. And, and even to this day, we still haven't met each other in person. And like, but have all these conversations and can have these similarities and have this and like, and have on top of that, then mature conversation and all of this other stuff, but still be able to laugh and do all of these things. I was like, just the fact that you exist makes me feel like there is somebody that also exists. Like you can't be the only one. Yeah. And I know that we're all unique, but there are, there are so many similarities in people. And I was like, I was like, I'm just really happy you exist. And he was like, okay, I'll take that compliment. <laughs> but, it, but it's true. It's just like, I would like when I, when we were talking or whatever, because obviously we weren't ever really dating, we've never met in person or anything like this. It was just a lot of flirting and, and different things back and forth. And, and had we met on ships, I know it would have been different, but like, I was like, God, I'm just so happy you exist because like, I feel like I'm not crazy searching for what I'm searching for. Um, and that was like really eye opening to me. And, and that would be like one of those things that like, when I was writing that manifestation list, I was like, he had a lot of these things that I was really interested in and that I really cherished in what I want in a partner was it all of them? No. And, and even with Pate, can I say that like every single one of those things that I wrote down, no, but like 98%. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And, and, and it's like, you know, is like, do I have everything that I want in being a writer right now? No, but I have 98% of it and I'm working actively toward a hundred or like, I know that growth is possible with this person or this job or this, you know what I mean? Um, so it's like, it's knowing that like, even if everything isn't exactly as I need it to be, most of it is, and we're growing and we're, we're moving. I, I think in that there's always, I think the thing with manifesting is that there's always, I don't want to say more because that, that makes it sound greedy, but there's always, there's always more work to be done on ourselves to help us level up to, I don't want to be like, unlock those things that we're manifesting, but like, really, like there is always more work to be done within ourselves. And there is always more to, to work on within ourselves or even within our relationships or within anything that takes those things that you really want. Like if you want somebody who communicates really well, you need to work on communicating really well. Those are important things. And it's a lot of reflection of self. And, and I think that knowing, even if you're in the 90% somewhere, that 10% might be you instead of somebody else or instead of something else. Like that, that last bit of percentage is how can I work on myself and improve these things to get there? And I don't ever think there really is going to be a hundred percent because if you are in the the mode of manifesting and doing all of these different things you are constantly working on yourself I think that that's like such a good reminder that it brings you is that you're working on yourself continuously and what you want changes and evolves and moves forward and you continue to manifest more and more things for yourself by doing that work yeah, and it's crazy. It's like um, so there is I don't I don't even remember the author of the book. I just know the book is called I Am. And I I remember okay. like hearing this book on a podcast called like Mind Mind Love or something that I was listening to on a road trip with friends. And I remember listening to the lady talk on the po- on the podcast and I and my immediate reaction cuz I can be super judgy was like this girl is crazy. I was like this <laughs> is some um, crazy like 
you can do anything, shit. And I'm like, like, uh, woo, like real woo woo. But my yeah, friends and I, I are like, like I, I I'm like, like uh, okay, we're gonna be real woo woo for a second. I was like, like, no, she just didn't say she's she has God inside her or something like that. And I, and then like my immediate reaction to that was like, whoa, Patty, like maybe you should just calm down a little bit. And the fact that you are having this reaction should tell you something, right? Right. And then yeah. I remember reading the book and actually getting in the book and being like, oh, oh, there's some really interesting truths in here. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll if- find, send, send me a link <laughs> to the book and we'll put it in the show notes for this. So that- <laughs> but just so you know, you might read that book and be like, this, this, this lady is crazy. And that's, what, I think one of the things that it's like really important for me to say like about my journey and all of the transformations that I have had, it's like, when I talk to other people about it, it's like, I don't expect you to do the things that I have done. And I don't expect you to be like, Oh, well, Patty has done this to get here. So I should do it too. I expect you to like, see what you can take from my journey to apply to your own and then find your own truth. Like you might be like, you know what? I really appreciate what Patty said about this, but I don't necessarily agree with her. It makes me feel like this. And then that's your own thing. Awesome. Because I do that too. I take what works for me from like so many different things and I figure out how to like make it my own. And I'm not like, oh, this person is the supreme like, you know, authority on X, Y, Z, right? Right. Right. Um, no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I think that it takes, again, a lot of looking inward to be like, do I, when you read books like that, when you, you know, you're like, okay, do I actually feel the same way? Or am I like caught up in the tide of what they're writing being like, yes. And then it's like, but does this apply to me? Does this actually apply to me? Or does, or do I need to make my own version of this? And I think that that self-awareness comes with a lot of that but uh, I mean you're like you're like I can be judgmental I don't really think that being judgmental can be a bad thing and hear me out when I say that because like (laughs) because I do it too and and that's the thing is I do it too and I feel like I I snap to a lot of judgments on anything and everything like pick a subject and I've got a snap judgment about it And, and that's fine because I know that I've taught myself to take that judgment and then be like, okay, where did that come from? Like, that's my next question to myself when I judge something is where did that come from? Um, And then usually the questions that I ask myself after that judgment is, is that a healthy thought or is that a, like, a thought that society has given you is that like, where did these thoughts come from? Are they genuinely yours or are they something that has been fed to you via the media, via family, via, I don't know, a a religion, via anything like to be able to take those and I, to snap to a judgment and then be, and reevaluate. And it's the reevaluate that I think is so incredibly important in comparison to like the actual judgment. Yeah. And some of those judgments are there. Like some, some of the reasons why we have that is to protect us. Right. I mean, like, Oh, absolutely. It's, Keep it's ourselves a protection, safe. Yeah. It's a, it's a protection mechanism. So it's okay to like have them, but then like, you're, like you said, like being aware, okay. I just have this snap judgment. I just like, I call it petty patty. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, um, uh, so 
in in the podcast episode that I recorded with Kayla, who was twenty one of twenty twenty's brand ambassadors, we were talking about how like, yeah, like we'll see people wearing something and be like, "Ooh, girl," and then and but and that's the initial reaction, and then it's like, you know what, you do you, you do you, like that is yeah. it's such a. It, it's taking that step back and like you said patty patty of like hmm <laughs> so it's not a bad thing it's not no. a bad thing no and I mean that's one of the things that's like I like when we think about like bias and all of these things it's like to be able to acknowledge them we're not we're not supposed to pretend we don't have them right oh, like absolutely. that doesn't get us anywhere right it doesn't yeah. get me anywhere to pretend that I can't be petty about things or to pretend that I am never judgmental um what gets me somewhere is to notice those things and then ask why like you said like why yeah. is this valid or is this not valid do I have this yeah. is this work I need to do you know yeah and I think that that's oh it's that's <laughs> we I, I don't want to be like, we're both talking about it. Like it's an easy thing to do. It's not, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a really, it's really not to take that second question of, is this valid versus mm-hmm. this is, this is what I think about it. And so I think that it's such a like unique thing to find others who, who have got that like, is and it's not even second guessing ourselves because that, totally has a different meaning in in that way but it's like to like actually to question ourselves more than second guess ourselves um after an initial reaction which is technically a second guess but you know words um (laughs) words in the english language and what they actually mean is yeah (laughs) a whole other thing (laughs) but yeah it's it really is like to be able to take a step back and be like, where did that come from? Is, is really, it's hard. And so like to anybody listening the next time, like you find yourself having a straight up judgment about literally anything, be like, okay, where did that come from? Like, just to ask yourself that takes a step towards that. Like, I don't even want to say like higher consciousness, but it really is when you question everything that you do yourself, but in a good way and not like a second guessing way, it's, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, a lot of it just comes like, it was a long journey for me. And like I, you know, like I credit like meditation and things like that, because before I even could ask the question and like inv- investigate it, it would be just noticing it. Like just, just right. being aware that like, oh, like there's a thought in my mind that like just came right up, you know? Yeah. Um, and like not judging myself for having the thought. Right. Um, and just noticing, oh, okay, well, that's that. <laughs> you know? like, right. That's and I, and I actually, I, I was very it. recently reading something about meditation or listening to an audiobook, And they were like, it's not that you need to sit there and just like, um, the whole time. It's like, when you have thoughts pop into your head, acknowledge them, decide if they are something worth thinking about later and move on. And I was like, I've never even considered that. Like my brain is like, be empty, be empty, be empty, be empty. But there's no empty. There's no empty in our brains. But it's like, it's like seeing when you are sitting in the quiet with yourself, what comes up and whether you need to acknowledge or move on. (laughs) I don't know how many times like sitting on the meditation mat, my brain just goes, taco, 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 taco. And I'm like, bitch, we trying to zen. And it's still like, tacos. And I'm like, really? This is what's 
to be like in some, like, I'm supposed to be getting some like deep, like Nirvana shit. And what you're <laughs> thinking of is taco. Like, I mean, <laughs> listen, tacos. <laughs> Your body so- is telling you that it wants tacos. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my first things in learning it like with meditation is just to be like yeah okay it's my brain she just does some weird stuff all right <laughs> let her sit here for like 15 minutes and scream taco and then like notice it and then keep on going <laughs> right but it is it is that acknowledgement of like okay cool I want tacos and like tell me tell me that when that meditation session was done that you didn't go get tacos <laughs> a girl went got tacos <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that makes me I was happy. like, I heard you, okay? <laughs> I like I heard you. I heard you. And we are gonna have some tacos. So if you could shh for now <laughs> while I try and meditate, <laughs> we'll get tacos later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it's true. I mean, meditating, meditating is hard for that reason. Meditating and, and focusing on just letting ourselves be instead of think and instead of like move forward or like drown out the, just the noise. I mean, both of like daily life and the media and social media. And like, there are so many elements that come into our daily lives now that make it so much more complicated in so many ways that sitting down and like being quiet with yourself is really hard, really hard. Even, I mean, even if you just take the look at like having a phone on you at all times. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's hard, but it's also like when you do it, when you like carve out that little bit of space, it's like, Oh wow. Like I actually, (laughs) It's like, even if, even if you get nothing done during, like, even if you meditate horribly, if you just like sit for a little bit alone in silence or like outside in nature or whatever you decide what is what that little, because we're always expected to go. Like we are, I saw a meme and it was like, we all deserve um, like best actor and actress nominations for our, um, um, uh, yes, ability, our, our, our ability to like be highly productive individuals during a pandemic at the end of the world, you know, with World War Three coming up and all of that. And it's like, right. yeah, like we are all like, right. I look at everybody I see. And I mean, it's important to understand that we're all struggling. And yeah. we're also all doing the most like we are doing like even like everybody, the moms I know, the entrepreneurs yeah. I know, the like business, everybody, we are doing so much. And it's we like, really yeah, it's, it's both amazing. And it's also important to acknowledge like, we are, you know, <laughs> we're doing a and lot. I, I, I really th- I really think it's that acknowledgement though. Like we, because here's the thing. So let's go back to imposter syndrome for a second is that you and I and anybody else who has imposter syndrome, we're not giving ourselves credit for the things that we are doing at like surviving and yes. and presenting and, and moving forward and doing all of these things. And then we're like, Oh, but I'm not good enough for this. But like you're maintaining 85,000 other things. Yes. 
And we're always thinking about what we're not doing though. Like that's, oh, uh, that's, absolutely. The, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I got up today and I did all of these things, but right. I don't think about those. Like what I think right. about is what I didn't get done today or yeah. what I didn't accomplish. And it's hard to make that switch when your brain it, because you're trying to produce and that's why your brain's trying to do it. It's like, you yeah. know, you, you, you know, you can't get to where you're, you need to go because you didn't do X, Y, and Z, or you're not good enough. But then we actually like sit, like if I sit and I look at like the list of stuff that I did today, right. When the imposter syndrome comes up, I'm like, uh, hold on, bitch. Uh, <laughs> we did shit today. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but... <laughs> I Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, so, okay, so something that Pate and I do every single night before we go to bed, and I started this, like, I'd say probably, like, six months ago, maybe a little bit more. I, I don't really remember. Probably more. I looked at him and I said, every night before we go to bed, because like, like I'm witchy and woo woo, but I'm really bad at like writing down my affirmations and doing things like that. And I just like, I can't stay. I was good, good at it for a little while. And then I'm bad at it again and whatever. And so like, and there's no good and bad at like, affirming yourself and manifesting and doing things like that. And you really have to like take that step and recognize like those aren't, there's no good and bad in it. It's just, you're doing and you're doing what you do and everything like that. So I told Pate, I was like, I want to, before we go to bed every single night, I want to say three things that we're grateful for because while like those are in essence, those are affirmations and those are manifestations and those are, I mean, affirmations more than anything else, because it's like today was good because of these things. And like, Mm -hmm. and, and those are things that exist in my life already. And so, so we've been doing this for like the majority of the time that we've been together and every single night, regardless of where I am traveling, um, or who I'm with, if I'm with friends or if I'm whatever, and he calls me to go to bed, he will like, he has gone. I've been like when I did Thanksgiving, um, I do Thanksgiving with my best friend's family. And so like every night he'd call and be like, all right, everybody else is here. <laughs> Dave, what are you grateful for? Stacy, what are you grateful for? Nikayla, what are you grateful for? Bailey. Okay, Carly, it's finally your turn. Would, like, go around the room and like make everybody do it. And it just makes me so happy happy that like he's taken it so to heart but we do it every single night and there and I won't lie there are some days that it is really hard to have three things 
to be grateful yeah. for. On really shitty days, it's really hard. It's usually that third one that you're like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it has been so incredibly just beneficial in like calming my mind in the evenings and 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 really like soaking in in that gratitude and that really has moved me forward a lot in in manifesting in you know knowing that I've accomplished things and or like yesterday I got a lot of stuff done I did a ton of computer work I did all this other stuff and I was like I did so many things today and Pate was like you do so many things every single day. He's like, I don't know why you discredit yourself for doing like, he's like, he's like, you specifically did more things on your computer today that have a tangible, like whatever. And he's like, but you do a lot of things every day and you're not giving yourself enough credit for that. And he's like, I'm really grateful for you and how hard you work. And and I was like, Oh God. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just like eye opening. And, and yeah, it really- been an eye-opening thing and so and even though like my brain is like oh my god you're not writing these down like it doesn't matter every single night we speak three things into our lives that we are grateful for that we are happy for and and it can be the simplest things and I think that that's they don't have to be big things and and Pate and I say to each other you know we're always constant so if you're not one of my three it's because you're number four or you're you're number one (laughs) always or whatever and it's not this contest whatever um but I am uh, on a daily basis pretty much grateful for him it's just it's really it's really nice and that has changed the tone of we both go to sleep with gratitude rather than like resentment for the day even if it was a hard day and that's been so incredibly life-changing like life-changing and again one of the reasons I know he's my person is because when I brought this up he was like okay like and has not he's never even looked back (laughs) not once he's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it yeah it's I think it's one of those things it's like realizing that like we can take a practice and we can look at it and say, this is how it will work for me. I don't have to write it down. Like I don't have to write it down. I'm going to make it my own and I'm going to make it work for me in the ways that I need it to work for me. I do a practice every morning and I've been doing it for, I don't know, like a while now. And it it came from a book and I didn't even read the full book. Like it's one of those (laughs) things because like I don't have a lot of time, right? Yeah. And I remember like, There were like two things that it was like in the book. It was like, you should do these two things. And I got the one thing down and I was like, well, I got the one thing down. I'll get to the other one when I get to it. And it's, it's the book called the artist way. And it's about like for all artists, anybody who's a creator, it's like, this is how like a, it's like a, this is how you should do it. But the one thing that it said was every morning, get up and write three pages brain dump. Doesn't right, matter yeah. what you're writing about. Don't look at God, it later. God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's like, don't, it's like, don't look at it later. This is not where you go to get like, you know, like if you're a dancer, you just write, you just write whatever you write, you know? Right. And I get up every morning and I do it. And there's just this like sense of being like, oh, I have this practice and it's working for me. And I feel good about it. 
Um, after I finish, and I'll tell you, there like there have been some times where I don't make it to the third page, and instead right. of being like I didn't do it, I'm like I'm so glad that I did this today, even though I didn't get to the third page, you know? Right. Well, <laughs> and, and honestly, like, like now that like you say that, and I'm like God, I should do that. <laughs> like I think just I mean brain dumps are so useful just to get get things out of our brain. You wrote it down somewhere. It it exists in the universe, and if you really absolutely feel like oh my god I had a thought and I need to look back at it it's there but it you don't again you don't have to look back at it you don't have to do anything like that just to get things off of your brain and I feel like I mean I I don't know what the experience is to like not be a creative and to be somebody who's super analytical like I I just don't I can't conceptualize that in my brain because I am a creative and I am like, my brain is like ping, 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 all ping, the time, ping, all the time. All the time. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I remember saying to my partner one night, cause I was like, I had a thought and I had to like write it down. And like anybody who's been around me while I've been like actively working on my writing is like, Patty is nuts. She is like <laughs> always She'll just pull a pin out and be like, hold on a second, you know. I'll just I, be no, like I, do that, I do that with notes in my phone. Yes, it's amazing. Notes in my phone. I'll be like, you know, like going to bed and I'm like, hold on, so I gotta write something down or go back. Oh, hold on again. And um <laughs> <laughs> and just having that experience of being like, I used to be afraid. Like the biggest thing that held me back from being a writer was that when I worked for other people, I knew I could turn it off. I was like, I can turn it off because I'm yeah. done. If I'm creating for myself, my brain will always want to create. And I I won't be able to tell myself no. I'll be like, oh, my brain will exhausted. be like, this is this is an idea. You got to do something with it. And even if I don't do anything with it right away, it'll be like, write it down. You're going to need it later. You know? Right. <laughs> but oh, there's a gosh. reward in that too, right? Because yeah. it's like, it's like, you're finally allowing these things to come out of you that you maybe didn't before, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I completely agree with that. Honestly, like what you are saying resonates within my soul. And I think uh, I had this conversation um, the other day of somebody being like, oh my gosh, is it the most amazing thing in the world to have your passion be your job I was like yeah absolutely but also it's exhausting like it makes it it's still a job it's still my career I love what I do so incredibly much but there are like I have to step away from a camera I don't take my camera places anymore I don't like just you know casually take pictures of friends or hanging out or anything like that and I have these friends who are like insane documentary photographers because like where I stopped bringing my camera everywhere and doing everything with it, they leaned into it. And it wasn't mm -hmm. like, that wasn't the path for me and that's fine. But I look at them with such envy that I'm like, Oh God, these moments in your life are so immortalized. And I love them. Like th there's this picture from college of my friend, Myra taken by my friend, Elliot. And Elliot uh, is a photographer who shoots for National Geographic on a regular basis now. Myra is an insanely talented documentary photographer as well. She grew up in Pakistan and like documented a lot of everything happening in Pakistan when, you know, I was a teenager and she was a teenager. And there's this picture that Elliot took of Myra. <laughs> 
and they were in a car going to Taco Bell and it is just like like the lights are perfect and all of this other stuff and it's like this like glowing hazy like very I feel like this word gets overused in art school like nobody's business like reminiscent (laughs) and I look at it and I just see my friends in the car but I feel like anybody else would be like oh I've been there I've had that moment I've created and like the fact that like Elliot created it and it's this it is this beautiful moment and like nostalgia is like the other word that comes up in art school all the time and I was like but I'm obsessed with this like I'm obsessed with seeing this and I'm obsessed with like these moments of our lives that are so incredibly fleeting Mm-hmm. that aren't captured and like and then I'm like oh my god I should be doing more I should take my camera everywhere I should like I should be I mean my puppy is four months old and I'm like oh I should be taking more pictures of her every single day and then I'm like what are you gonna do with them Carly <laughs> you're not gonna do and anything all, with them is the I, answer <laughs> and it's also like how do you not burn out like you can't you know what right. I mean like yeah exactly like when you're a creator it's like you have to sustainably create create too because it's like you could you know photograph everything I could could. write about everything and then there's so many options yes there are there are so there are so many options and I think and it's like the hardest part and I don't know maybe you feel this too is like you want to you really want to but you know you can't oh yeah (laughs) Oh, yeah. I want to take photos of everything. So, like, one of the moments that I can see, like, of, like, I wish I had a photo of it, like, in my mind's eye, I can see it, and that's fine, but nobody else will ever, like, see that moment, is at the brand retreat, when we were all sitting in that house in Atlanta, watching the Savage X Fenty lingerie show, and we're all just, like, curled up on this couch and on the floor and everybody's in blankets and just like chilling with each other. And I was like, God, I need a picture of this so bad. But I was like, don't get up, just enjoy it. And like, but I can see it. And like, but I wish I had a photo of it. I wish I had like, this is it. Like these are the moments. And we're all like, you know, sharing popcorn and candy and just like throwing things at each other and like having the best time. Yeah. And just being like super, like held in each other's presence and held by the show that we're watching and just being like right. all at ease together, you yes. know? Like-, and like, and I wish, I wish I had a photo that like really encapsulated that. And it, but the thing is that like in the vein of nostalgia and in the vein of creativity is that any photo I took honestly won't probably do it justice. Yeah, I and was so that's just like about to say that, and I was like, and that's that's that? where that's where I've made the choice as an artist to dive into the moments that I can do justice to, instead of those like fleeting moments that will forever, forever be in my brain, versus things that I can actually put into a visualization. Yeah. Yeah, that's and awesome. that like that's yeah. what the choice comes down to, and like and there are other photographers, even photographers that I'm friends with, who like they can take those fleeting moments, like that is their passion, is those fleeting moments, and they can make them these beautiful, beautiful things, and that's not one of my strong points, and that's okay. I have to be okay with that. Just because yeah. I have a camera doesn't mean I have to document every single freaking Everything. moment. 
every moment because like I will hold that moment specifically so incredibly dear in my heart and in my brain and I can see it and I can like I can feel it and I can like all of those things but like it doesn't have to live and exist in a photo for me to have that and as a photographer that's me recognizing this doesn't have to be anything except for what it is for it to be a beautiful moment it does not have to be captured and that's that's huge I think that that's one of those things that like when you're when you're living art like living your art you recognize right like yeah you you lean into the things that you're like this is what I am good at or this is where I excel and this is where it's okay for me to not you know what I mean chase yeah, or not exactly you know? um and I think that's like one of the ways you retool the imposter syndrome is by going yeah you know it's okay it's okay I'm not gonna right. win like I'm not gonna I I joke because when I write poetry like I the the poem that I won like my first contest with uh for my college and that was the first poem I got published the poem is about imposter syndrome it's about writing a shitty poem and I wrote the poem <laughs> I love that <laughs> and I wrote the poem because I I was like I want to be a writer and I I followed this lady that I saw do the slam poetry on button poetry. I'm like an internet stalker sometimes. So like if I ever internet stalk you, it's because I think you're amazing. Um, I but it. I had seen her on button poetry, like doing this poem. And I was like, I was this beautiful black woman, like fierce. And I was like, love her. What's her name? Searched her, added her on Facebook, right? And then I met her in person um, and she was like teaching writing workshops. And I was like, well, I'd like to take one. I'd like to be a writer. And so I joined her writing workshop and it's full of this like group of like slam poets from Oakland who've known each other from back in the day. And then like me. And I am like, uh, (laughs) like, hi, I'm Patty. (laughs) I I think I'm a writer. I'd like to write. And I remember like the first prompt she gave us, I don't even remember what the prompt was. She gave us a prompt and I'm really bad at writing from prompts, right? Like people do that. It's a thing. I'm horrible at it. She gave us a prompt and then she was like 10 minutes. And I remember like watching the countdown of the time and just like staring at the blank page. Like I have no idea what to write. I don't know what to write. And so I just wrote about like a really nasty poem that is like not good and at the end I had a good poem and I was like that was weird because I knew that like I wasn't going to create something that was like based on this prompt I wasn't going to be able to fulfill that like so instead I just did something else I did what I could do right Right. and then I was happy with it right that I love that I love that I love that so much. I really, yeah. I mean, a transformation, right? <laughs> transformation of these things within ourselves that we like see and we're like, oh no, it's not good enough. And then it's like, but this is what I have. Here it is. And and really, <laughs> right. But like, right. You, you feel that too of like, here it is. It's shiny. I made it. Please like it. Um, <laughs> I, I worked on this. I promise. Um, <laughs> But it is, it's like, it's that, it's that. 
And that's where art comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the funny thing is, is we watch anybody else doing it. Like people see me doing it and they're like, wow, you know, like, or right. I'll like read my poetry somewhere and people will come up to me and they'll be like, oh, you want to, you want to talk to me about, <laughs> about right. my, my writing? Um, but I see someone else doing it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing. You're so great. You know? And then I make something and I'll be like, oh yeah, I wrote a poem, but you know, and it's the learning to be okay with the fact that like, you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. Like your, yes. your creation is your creation, right? Like what yes. you have, like in everything, even if you're not a creator, like what, what each of us has to give to the world is unique to us because there is no other us, you know? And so it's just about figuring out what that is. You know, I think that that's one of the things I love about the good side of the internet is like seeing oh, yes, people. Yes, the good side of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so much bad on the internet. There really is, like including yeah. but not limited to the news. Like I just can't some days, most days. But like the good of the internet, yes. Yeah, I agree. it's like it's like seeing people just like get excited about whatever it their thing is or whatever they're doing or whatever you know, and it's like. Oh, like, yeah, I, I have no idea how to do that. Awesome. Like that is super exciting. I am excited that you're like figuring out what you want to do. Even if that's just like sit in your pajamas and drink wine. Awesome. Right. You know, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I think that that's, you know, it's, I mean, I honestly, if somebody put a TikTok like out, like, and all that's all they did was sit in their pajamas and drink wine, and then just like, you know, I don't know if that is a TikTok thing, but uh, <laughs> it could be. I would watch it. I'd be like, <laughs> be like, listen, girl, what you drinking? Do I need it? Does it taste good? Tell me about it. Like, <laughs> where are those jammies from? <laughs> I really do think like it, it's. I think it speaks volumes that just in any situation, pretty much anybody that we know, anybody who, who's putting themselves out there, anybody who's in a, in a public sphere of, of presenting anything. So for you, poetry, for me, photos and a podcast and a million other things. Um, <laughs> but like it exists and we, we all have imposter syndrome. And I think that there's, it, it's acknowledging that. And I, and acknowledging, I mean, so many of the things that we said, manifesting and, and being able to use that in a different way and moving forward with it and not listening to external forces or taking what you will from external forces. That's a huge skill and talent just to be like, cool, I read this book or I read part of this book and I got one thing out of it. If you get one thing out of anything, you've learned something. And like, yeah. that's so incredibly powerful. Like knowledge is power. <laughs> like, <laughs> Knowledge reigns supreme. Um, <laughs> it truly does, though. Like, knowledge is, and that's the thing, though, is knowledge isn't the same thing for everybody. Yeah, and we all, we all need to learn different things. We all learn different things, and we all learn different skills, and we all learn different everything. And, like, not knowledge, like, here's the English language and how to put all of the correct commas in the correct places, because I'm really bad at that. <laughs> but, like, just anything. Knowledge. You've learned something from one person, from one book. You've learned a fact. You've learned a habit. You've learned anything. It's so incredibly important to be able to, like, take that knowledge and move it forward 
forward. And in essence, it will then become something that you teach somebody else. And I think that that is just like such an insane part of human connection. <laughs> Agreed. And it's so yeah. cool. It's so cool. And it all comes back to manifesting and what you're taking these things from and what you're what work you're doing on yourselves yourselves with knowledge and this knowledge you've gained and how you can pass that to others and how that influences what comes into your life which is really freaking cool oh my gosh this conversation is getting so good I am relating so much to everything that Patty is sharing about. Now, don't forget to join us next week as we air part two of Patty's episode where we continue this conversation all about manifesting. Thanks so much for listening to Someplace for Everybody. If you loved this episode, would you mind leaving me a review in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the show? If you're looking for a community to love on you and support you in your self-love journey, come join our all-gender Facebook group, Someplace for Everybody, which can be found in the show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Until we meet again, be kind to yourself. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.